Something is weird when it's surprising when you didn't expect it. They've stopped throwing rocks. And it just starts talking to us, and you know, it's, it's, just, it's just, it just, you know, it worked out. And then making new friends. You know how hard it is to make friends in your 40s? Hey you, welcome to season two, episode 17 of the Fun House Family Podcast. My name is Brian Taves. Today's guest is Levi Friedman. And then later we're joined by oh, our lovely couple friends, Greg and Linda. And they bring on a new friend, Ashley Spears. So why don't you stick around and tickle all the buttholes. Join us. Weird Al. Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember my neighbor who showed me Weird Al. And then he also showed me like Backstreet Boys and Aaron Carter. And I was like, I don't just keep playing Weird Al. <laughs> what is it about Weird Al that you like? Um, I just thought it was so funny. And I didn't, I thought he was so funny. And I didn't even get what he was parodying. I was just like, he's singing about things you don't sing about <laughs> do you do you do you still like him i still do I, um sam got me a, a ticket to see him so i'm seeing him live in oh, august uh in seattle oh where, where is he playing i forget um paramount, the paramount. <laughs> thank you thank <laughs> you boys um, well, uh, hi, Funhouse listeners. I'm currently sitting with Levi Friedman. Uh, Levi is a local writer and comedian who moved from Seattle to New York City. Uh, and you're also moving to London shortly, aren't you? Yeah. After the summer. Uh, he has performed, taught, and toured improv with Western Washington University's Dead Parrot Society, the Upfront Theater, the Peter Comedy Trio, and Mercy Santos. Uh, he's also a sketch writer for the Magnet Theater in New York City, and he's written several plays for the Funhouse family. And he's one of my favorite human beings. Levi, thanks for joining us. Thank you. You summed it up. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with this question. I start always start with a question of, for the listeners who are not aware of you, um, can you give us a brief or however long history of who you are, Levi? Friedman? Yeah. I mean, you basically summed up uh, most of the creative things I've done. But yeah, I grew up in Seattle um, and went to Ballard High School and mm-hmm. then went to Western and then moved to New York and uh yeah I'm <laughs> well, detail no 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 you're good um, um so did you so you like born and raised in Seattle yeah then? in Queen Anne um yeah how has the city changed since you've like because oh. you've got, like you've been away from it for a while yeah like, a, a lot of like small businesses replaced by big condos um, yeah all of Ballard is like all condos now mm-hmm. um yeah, just random little places like a QFC in Queen yeah. Anne that's now condos. How's that make you feel? I, I don't know. I don't think I'm too sentimental of a person. Like, uh, my dad sold the house I grew up in, and mm-hmm. so, and I don't really miss it. Yeah. Maybe part of the, the, the house. house but yeah, the house. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think things just change, and things have always been changing. I think I read an article that was talking about, like, Seattle being too overcrowded. That mm-hmm. was from early 90s. Yeah. So I think that people have always been like, oh, there's way too many people here and yeah. it's changing. I mean, any city has got yeah. a lot of people in it. Yeah, and, I mean, and like uh, people I've met have been like, oh, you grew up in Seattle? That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, why why would they say it's crazy? I, I don't know, just because it seems like this special place. Yeah. Or, or, or they're from a small town. But then I, in New York, I'm like a person that moved to New York. Right. And you're a, you're a, trans, yeah. a transient. Uh, not a transient. Transplant. 
transplant. Yeah. Well, yeah. and transient as well. What What do people in New York City say about when you say like I'm from Seattle? Like what Most are they? Like, oh, I've been wanting to go there. Or, oh, I've been there. It's so beautiful, <laughs> and it is really beautiful. There's not nature like there is here. I mean, there's like giant parks in the middle of the city, but there's not just trees everywhere and grass. Yeah. on the sidewalks and the space there's so much more space in apartments here so um kind of pivoting a little bit how how do you feel like your upbringing has informed some of your comedic stylings and just things that you're interested in with art um i don't know i'd have to like <laughs> i'd have to talk to like a psychiatrist or something imagine so, that and, i'm your psychiatrist yeah, yeah, analyze me <laughs> um i've always liked comedy but now i like watching dramas a lot more than watching comedy Mm -hmm. um probably my parents going through like a horrible divorce yeah made me like love performing and love having a a good laugh a good giggle with my buds yeah Um, (laughs) like getting like kind of laughing or cope like in a way coping with Um, the trauma or yeah or like feeling so sad when you're in seventh grade Mm -hmm. it's like oh i never want anyone to feel sad yeah uh, myself included so yeah how do you, how would you, and yeah, these are kind of, these are big kind of questions I'm throwing out at you, but so feel like, feel free to kind of, we can get it down to its essence. <laughs> yeah, but boil it down. Essentially, like, wh- how, what, what would you, how would you describe your like artistic point of view? Like, what is your, like, what are you most interested in exploring and themes and, that's like, a how really do you view good the question. world? Um, and I think it's always changing. I think something I continually go back to is people working shitty jobs because I've worked a lot of shitty jobs. Yeah. And most of the plays you see, at least growing up, are like, you know, wealthy people in apartments. And Mm. it's like, oh, but what about like 23-year-olds that don't know what the fuck they're doing? Yeah. Um, I always love uh, really weird or surreal stuff Mm -hmm. or... I don't really write, like, super honest slice-of-life stuff too much, Mm -hmm. but I always like that, and so sometimes I do, I guess, or molding that, like, slice-of-life stuff with, Mm -hmm. like, an alien or... Yeah. Like, I think... Juxtaposing Yeah, like, Slaughterhouse-Five does that really well of, like, talking about war, World War II, but also, like, aliens that, like, transcend time Mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense of it all. Yeah. Um, that kind of takes these two very like yeah, yeah opposite ideas and kind of and, and, and that seemed very absurd too. Yeah, and making how are they related? Mm-hmm. Or two different things that how are how are these the same world? Right. How do different walks of life cross paths? What uh what do you feel like influences your writing specifically? Um, you like, talked a little bit about like that. Playwriting like, or like, sketch writing? Um, I guess probably. If, you could talk about it all as one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely people in my life. And, yeah. Um, not really my life because I'm not like, I'm so interesting. The only thing I could write about is me. Uh, yeah, but relationships, um, other art, other mm-hmm. movies and plays. Yeah. Um, uh, I wrote a play called Polly's Quest that was about a video game store and... One, th- I was working in, at the Whitney Museum, and there's an Alexander Calder mm-hmm. uh, ex- exhibition, mm-hmm. and just like looking at these little motorized sculptures he made, yeah. wh- for that was a big influence of one was this like black square with two balls, and one ball like motorized went up and down and up yeah. and down, and the other just went in a circle, 
just like thinking of those as characters or like someone that goes yeah. and comes back and someone that's just in the once one place going in circles. That's that's very interesting to me, Levi, because it's like when I think of when I think of theater like putting on a play, I'm thinking specifically of like I guess I'm and and I'm I guess I'm putting myself in the shoes of somebody who's strictly a theater artist. Like I sometimes think that theater artists kind of struggle sometimes with looking outside of like the art form itself like but what you described was um sort of like looking at this modern art or looking at this painting that is not within that performance medium instead of just emulating theater to yeah, theater. yeah exactly yeah. like how do you feel like so my question um becomes a uh, how what is the importance of being able to look across like mediums and incorporate them into your art or with theater or, or really I with guess, whatever i mean hopefully it just makes it more enriching or uh, you're telling a news story instead of just doing Arthur Miller 2.0. It's like Arthur Miller already did it good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, not just copying one thing, but if you're going to copy, copying from so many different sources that... Right. Like Wes Anderson, people say he has like a distinct style now, but he was copying from so many different people Yeah. that now he has a, a voice or point of view. Right, I mean, um, like... All like the like you'd speak of that like Royal Tenenbaums is essentially just him ripping off JD Salinger's stories, <laughs> like, uh, which is fine. I yeah. mean, those are fun. Like it's derivative of that in a way. And for sketch, I think it's more just like what is funny, where a play has more room to breathe and more like mm-hmm. mood and color and what is this nondescript thing? How do you what? How do you like capture that? Where sketch is just like what's funny? What? How? I just want someone to laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, what you in um you describe like when you're writing like a sketch or a play you like to think of a song version of it can you like unpack what you mean by that how do you define yeah that? um i'm trying to think of like an example yeah uh, or like how a song might have a a chorus and verses and be structured that way or mm-hmm. be freewheeling like jazz and like how 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 what or sort of like that Calder piece what does that look like as a play or it's the same with like what would a song look like or like some someone singing about a diner what like mm-hmm. what's that that mood that isn't just words or isn't just yeah yeah well not <laughs> I was always trying to figure it out no 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 that's yeah. what, like like um like when I think of theater, it's like it's very much about like you. The only thing you have really is dialogue and text. So it's like using these other abstract mediums as a way to like yeah. how can like how can I talk about like how can I get these arcs or how can I like mention this exposition? Like in one of the plays you've written, like uh, I remember back in college, you wrote a play where you did it in like uh, iambic pentameter, but it was like folks outside who were like. Uh, what was the it was oh like, yeah martinis just, in 40s juxtaposing yeah. the people speaking at iambic pentameter the high class in the building versus the people that are more just stream of consciousness yeah like, oh i'm wanna fuck da, 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 da. yeah 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 uh and just uh, automatic yeah and using like that yeah iambic pen- because that's true to like shakespeare like when the, the characters of higher status are the yeah. ones who are speaking usually in 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 verse or in couplets right? yeah um, um so so like if a song yeah. switches genres in the middle of it or style beats or whatever styles in the middle of it mm-hmm. how, what in real life or in art is like that gotcha. maybe like yeah okay what do you th- how do you feel about the word weird 
I don't really feel strongly about it. Um, <laughs> How would you define weird? Oh, like when I say I like weird stuff. Sure. Um, I think I just like being surprised. Okay. I just want to be surprised if I go to a play or go to a comedy show or uh, hear something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what's always funniest is surprising or something is weird when it's surprising when you didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you don't e- expect someone to do a 10-minute parody of Trapped in the closet of Trapped in the drive-thru. Yeah. And it's just so funny when Weird Al <laughs> sings about it for, uh, like for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, um, what, what are some other like examples like specifically in performance like uh, like maybe shows you've seen in New York? Of weird be- things I've seen. Yeah, like the, well things that you so you attribute the word surprise to weird right so like let's stick on surprise like what are other performances or pieces or things that surprise you when you've seen them like um uh an improviser named connor ratliff like Uh well anytime you describe improv it's the lamest thing ever yeah Uh, but it was really hilarious when he was stacking chairs and as if he's stacking them away and then they just fall to the ground and crash and doing that repeatedly because he's stacking chairs to clean up a restaurant right um uh, uh, a play I saw called oh, Miles for Mary a guy mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned this to you the other day of him just like going on an exercise bike and getting out all his rage yeah. just by pedaling as fast as he can yeah like that's weird cause, I guess because that's not a thing you see in plays usually right. or like a common thing would be just like people yelling at each other right but instead of yelling at someone he's getting that out by yeah going on a bike I always appreciated that in like uh, like Annie Baker's plays. Like I really love how she just like, but well, and not just Annie Baker, but like artists who focus on patience. Just yeah. like just like the idea of like focusing on some like a specific like mundane task can be very like I don't know harrowing. Like when you're watching it as an audience member, and that like you speak of the exercise bike, like that's something we take for granted. It's like oh yeah, they're on an exercise bike. They're doing that. Like if you were to see that in a medium such as like film, it's like okay, well yeah, they're they're exercising. But in like theater, it's like it seems like it's more immediate, and you probably can feel like the wind of the. I just imagine. I don't know yeah. if that's what it was like, but I can imagine just like yeah. I don't know what why. Why? Why is that so fascinating? Because I know that's something you know. explore in your place too. Is this is is patience and sort of just yeah, focusing right. on the mundane? And you mentioned it I earlier. I think maybe it's uh, like the juxtaposition of feeling something and not articulating it the right way, mm. and just seeing how that goes and seeing like that. That's what people do. Yeah. It's, really exciting one just maybe getting like a little bit more insight onto their interior lives like how like this person is riding on the exercise bike is like really it's subtext for some other shit they're figuring out (laughs) um so uh talking a little bit about improv how does improv in a city like new york compare to everywhere else I mean, I only ever really did improv in well, Bellingham I mean, yeah, like before. Washington. But in Bellingham, there's not really indie teams or an indie scene. Oh, okay. Um, or independent improv teams. There's, like, the Upfront Theater and Dead Parrot Society. Right. And maybe a couple... Of, I don't think there really was indie teams, or at least no scene for it. And in New York, there's maybe a hundred, a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Probably know. Ton, there's over a hundred indie teams. Uh, and everyone's taking classes at UCB or Magnet or I guess Pitt. I, I don't yeah. know. 
Yeah, and just like way more people doing it. Right. Uh, seems to be the bigger difference. Also, at the upfront, there's one main stage ensemble, and at all these theaters in New York, there's like 20 house teams of yeah. like eight people each. So, yeah, just numbers. What? So going back to the term indie team, like what is what are the features of an indie team? What makes that distinct Basically, from other yeah, teams? Um, it's like you don't have a, a theater you're associated with, right? Um, yeah, so like with Peter and indie team, we planned a West Coast tour, mm-hmm. and that was like some of the most exciting months of my life. Yeah, um, where yeah, you, you kind of just book your own shows. Where a house team has like a show every week at the same theater. Gotcha. And. I don't know, it's all just improv. Is the content with an indie team a little bit more I I guess the best word to describe it is like a little bit more like freeing, like or a little off more the cuff or something? I don't yeah. know. I think it when it's good, whether it's an indie team or a mm-hmm. house team, it's all the same of just like this is they're all connecting with each other and uh and I mean anyone that's on an improv team probably yeah. took classes or is associated with sure. some theater. I guess what I'm trying to think of is, like, I guess when I think of, like, improv, like, a house team, I think of, like, Second City. And I think of just, uh, like, kind of playing, or even the upfront kind of felt like that, where it was, like, it was very much, like, it was very much about, like, game and, like, theme. But, like, I don't, I don't feel like that's... Yeah, knowing less improvised plays. Yeah. Um, also on an indie team, usually everyone, like... Uh, asked everyone to be there okay where a house team you're thrown on with strangers right hopefully it works <laughs> hopefully these combination of people yeah. will uh not kill each yeah, other or, <laughs> yeah and like sometimes there's teams that are, it's like eight super hilarious people that just mm-hmm. i want to see them each perform it solo mm-hmm. and as a group it just i don't know the chemistry doesn't work what do you like about improv? Uh, you're present. You're just yeah. not worrying about the past or future. That's, mm-hmm. I think, when everyone's most happy. Um, it's just fun, pure creation. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what What are, like, characteristics of somebody, of, like, an effective improv player that you've seen? Maybe in yourself or in other, maybe, like, like-minded artists? Yeah, just sense of play and yeah. just playing around and, like... Uh, I always love like a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if I can, an improviser surprises me and isn't just like pouring a cup of water in the scene or mm-hmm. you know doing like trying to do right improv. And yeah, it's just uh, like spontaneous. Yeah, but listening. Mm-hmm. That is right. Who are you talking to? Yeah, just that. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, I, I got really lucky. Yeah. I found a, a indie team, or uh, basically my friends. I really like doing improv with in New mm-hmm. York, where there's sort of like this feedback loop of mm-hmm. like, oh, we find this same thing funny, and then we end up sort of copying off each other yeah. in a way that's not just like I'm stealing his joke or his bit, but. Right. Like we're just finding the same things funny, and there's this like communication. Yeah, like, and you're maybe just like adding on to that yeah. bit. Um, how do you like something I hear about, and, and this is a this is a rumor. This is mm-hmm. what other people say about New York City, and like, is this idea of like a is a, a pay to play? 
Is that something that's yeah, prevalent? Yeah, definitely. Like, wh- wh- it's, how would so, you define that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so like um, at, on the sketch team, we yeah. pay a director because you want someone to direct your sketch, but that's also like th- the theater assigns you a director. Mm-hmm. And she's really great, but it's like we're filling the house at, yeah. and getting no money. And I'm not even like, I want the ticket sales, even though maybe I should. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't have to pay to like put up a show that gets you ticket sales. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, does but, the director take that money? That no, cut? you pay oh. the director. Oh, separately. okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm and um, you sometimes we get free space through the theater, but if their rehearsal space is booked up, we have to rent our own space. And yeah, but then there are theaters like the Pocket in Seattle mm-hmm. or uh, like BCC and the Tank in New York that mm-hmm. you do get a cut of the door. Yeah. But then you know you have to do more work. You have to. You yeah, still probably want to pay your director yeah. or. Uh, but then you can actually like get money back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like frustrating, <laughs> but uh, if you love it, I guess you just keep doing it. And also like. I do do it because you know you get a you're held accountable to put up a new show every month and right uh, like just turning like how like working with Magnet Theater like how many sketches were you writing like um, probably one or two would go up a month and then I'd write like uh, three two to four sketches a, a month. What's that process like? You write it and like pitch yeah, we it to write and group? go to a, like a writer's room. Okay, and we read read them out, and mm-hmm. then kind of the director gives notes, and sometimes you know actors or writers will also give notes, mm-hmm. and in a way that was never felt like oh well, that's you're out of line. It's always like very constructive. I, I got lucky. I was on a good team. Uh, uh, stealing your word, you've been surprised in that process at any point? Like, you go in with a preconceived notion about how something's gonna go, and then... Like, sure, yeah. Uh, or, th- yeah, I, I think a lot of people experience, like, oh, I didn't think that would be that funny, or oh, I thought, th- the thing I thought was funny didn't do as well as the thing I was like, oh, what, this is my, like, B sketch, oh, yeah. oh this is just, I had to do <laughs> This something. is the, like, this was at the bottom of the pile, yeah, and like, oh, this I somehow had to get something one. together, and it's <laughs> like, oh, that did really well, I guess I'll, like, work on that harder, and I guess that's good prep for like if you're doing if if you're being serious about going into an industry of just being like not being too precious yeah. with things. And I wasn't an actor on the team, so it was nice to like learn to write for other actors that I just like loved watching. Yeah. Uh, so you would write like specific characters, sometimes characters or some or situations. Yeah, sometimes it would be like, oh, Julia has to play this part. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it was like, oh, this is just like wacky. Like mm-hmm. I think anyone could excel and like bring their own dimension to it um so going towards another medium you've explored is is you you write little comics yeah like comic strips that you put on your instagram uh, which are just bonkers like just <laughs> fucking <that>. weird <laughs> surreal shit like um what, what started you making the comics um i think i started making comics after i read a uh manga called goodnight poon poon mm-hmm. and it's like hyper realistic drawings but the main character is this like very crudely drawn bird Mm -hmm. that is a human in the universe (laughs) and uh says tinkle tinkle hoy hoy and then a god comes which is this japanese guy with an afro Uh and he's (laughs) praying he's like god why are my parents fighting uh can you make them stop fighting the god just like no why do you always ask me that (laughs) And I, I was just like, oh, that seems fun. So uh, sort of influenced the first comic I made. 
And um, I think I also make comics or uh, music sometimes because yeah. I have no ambition to be an illustrator. And it's nice to not, like, obsess over something. It can just be more fun. and Yeah. yeah. Well, there, that's kind of, and, and, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but like there, there, there's like a childlike nature to the the, the drawings yeah. of the of the comics. Like they're very like they, they seem like something I would like hang like I would see in like an elementary school class. <laughs> oh, no. but, but no, no, in like a good, but like in a, like in an intentional way. Like yeah, okay, like yeah, it's yeah. like taking something that's like very innocent and like childlike, but then it's like using that medium when you've got like this. It's just like this one of this guy like these two people having sex and the guy is just thinking about like there are so many like atoms in the universe (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be at an elementary school (laughs) (laughs) that's a bad connection (laughs) but what I'm saying it's like but like but that like going back to this idea of weird or surprising or surreal like doing things that aren't on the norm it's like what what I find is interesting about your work Lee but we're like really dynamic about your work is that like you take something so like Mundane and something that's so like, and then it just fucking takes a one eighty the other way. Like it just goes the whole other opposite yeah. direction. Maybe that's like an obsession of like, oh, I don't want anyone to be bored ever. Like stay, stay yeah. on or stay entertaining. Um, so it's, but then also like the mundane stuff is so beautiful. Like yeah, or like just like looking at random guys eating alone in public is so beautiful and <laughs> I don't know Why? it's like so Why? mundane it's so mundane and I don't know like, no no I, 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 my dad lives by Green Lake and I walk past it's not an Ivers but it's like a fish and chips place and it's just this old fish and chips place look at people yeah, yeah. in there um, I don't know dude I it seems a little like it does okay it does seem a little odd to be like watching people but it's like we people watch like just yeah. sitting on a park bench like watching people's mannerisms and things I mean that's that's definitely inspiration for comedy and writing and art but yeah like, and also I think uh, uh, there's so many sto- like Disney stories are always being told not that I'm like I hate Disney Disney movies are great but yeah I, I'm always thinking like oh what's what happens when someone doesn't like fulfill their dreams yeah like what happened? What like? Where's the movie about the guy eating alone at the fish and chips place <laughs> that didn't that didn't like uh, get get the grand hero's journey calling? Yeah. Like, well, it, and and also just like well, and maybe in a way like that is his journey. It's yeah. just like going from like like I'm gonna go eat fish and chips. Yeah. And that's like that's it. It's like Ulysses, uh, the book. Yeah. Where it's just like this average day. Yeah. But he's the he's edit or. Odysseus, not Oedipus. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like it's taking the. I, I love that, like the idea of just like taking something that's so mundane and making it in making it epic. Yeah, essentially. And maybe that is surprising too, because you know we're always looking at images. Where yeah. Everyone's uh, like Instagram is fun. It's fun to look at like a stream of. Two images a second, and uh, so then seeing that mundane stuff, it can be surprised if you hold on it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, another medium you did is a musical. You did a one-man musical. Yeah. <laughs> What's this musical that you brought? Uh, it Digi looks Boy ridiculous. The, yeah, Digi Boy the musical. Um, by the time <laughs> this comes out, I'll have performed it yeah. here in Seattle. But yeah, um, yeah. Basically, I, the plot of it is that Digi Boy works for his moron Dada's ad agency. <laughs> And you know, he's Wait, why is he called a dada? Because he says dada, like mama and dada. <laughs> and, 
Brooks <laughs> thought that was an ad agency, but you know he's sick of corporate life, so he, he fulfills his dreams. Uh, he goes on that hero's journey of doing a world tour, and uh, basically he saves up enough money from being a camboy to to fund a world tour. Wait, he becomes a camboy. He, he okay. is a camboy. Oh, he is a camboy. Yeah, as his side gig. But okay. he doesn't want to be a camboy. He wants to be a music star. <laughs> so he has to do this really sort of. Uh, transgressive. Well, I guess it's not transgressive. He likes but like, being a camboy, okay. but, but that's not his destiny. But, not like, dream. okay, so, like, but, like, this goes to another question, man. Like, saying, pitching something like that to just anybody, somebody's gonna have a preconceived notion of, like, that's One. weird. Or, that's, or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. are you, like, are you aware of that? Like, or do you give no. a fuck? <laughs> no, okay. I'm, just, I'm not aware, maybe. Or <laughs> I'm not too worried. I mean, no one has been like that sounds weird in a bad way I don't want to see it yeah. if anything just saying one man musical seems like very cringy or very yeah. like, oh well you immediately get this preconceived notion yeah. of like oh cool well I mean even saying the word theater gives people the like <laughs> yeah. GBGBs of like oh yeah. no or like boy. in like uh, the comedy scene like yeah. theater can seem, can seem kind of pretentious you know there's like the trope of like a theater director yeah. that wears a beret and it's too intense yeah like who is actually like that? Yeah, I mean there are. <laughs> there are, yeah, there are I mean they're in the community theater. Yeah, they're like the, the, the like the the old white guys who yeah. are just like wearing fucking uh, uh, Birkenstocks with sandals and coming <laughs> the goddamn ascot. Do it again. It's just like I love David Mamet. <laughs> Yeah. Oleana was my favorite of his. <laughs> God. Yeah, I actually couldn't make it through a David Mamet play, but I don't really. I mean, I it hasn't know. aged well. Yeah, I don't know. I think also maybe if I saw it, I would like it more. Sometimes it's yeah. hard I mean, for me to read. If it's done by good actors, yeah. for sure. And like, but basically, well. Digiboy came about because I did a music video. And then right. I did another music video. And yeah. my friend Lindsay was like, what if this was a stage musical? Oh, nice. And yeah, so... I guess just listening to her and being like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then it kind of just ended up forming itself fairly easy. Yeah. Where then some another play I I'm, was working on, or I guess am working on, is so much harder. And I'm like, oh, maybe it shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. What, can I ask what the premise of it is, the play you're working on? Yeah. Um, it's called Herschel's Whitefish, and it's about a uh, uh, like fish shop bagel deli and it's a love story yeah and it's also about time i think i'm obsessed with time and just mm -hmm. like how things change over uh a day versus a year versus yeah. twenty thousand years yeah um which and also about like the business uh over time mm -hmm. and the relationship over time but so much harder maybe it's because it's like a it's a like a comedy um and there's a greek course in it too but yeah. it's uh, like more of a quote serious play of like not we're like Digiboy is a play or it's a musical, but it's sort of pitched as a sketch show. Like I did it at the Magnet Theater, which is right. a comedy theater. Right. Um, what? This is a question I, I ask like a lot of the people who come from like a comedy background. What does the word funny mean to you? Um, like laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like if someone's Does funny, make they you make laugh. you laugh. Yeah, um, and like as far as what is funny to me, I don't know. It's uh, I think a very big gamut. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a big range of what is funny. Like 
I mean, growing up, I I liked Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey, what like super wacko movies. But now something that's funny could be something really small or like the hardest I laughed was like someone getting in high school. <laughs> this is not a good story. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest I laughed I ever was uh, in high school. This like a uh, pretty large dude gets on the back of a bus and the doors close on him. And he, no. like, yells at the bus driver. <laughs> Ignan-ass bus driver! And then he, like, sits right next to me and my friends. And, like, we're trying not to laugh. And then we get off at the next stop yeah. and I'll, I'll laugh. Because it could be seen as insensitive, right? Yeah. And I don't want to laugh at him. Right. But it, it's also not laughing at him, but laughing with him of, like, that bus driver was truly ignorant. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, and I feel like that's, like, there's this line between, like, you know, it's people who, like, and I've said, I've said this before on the podcast, but it's, like, this idea of, like, it, it doesn't surprise me when people have a reaction, like, an opposite reaction than you would think is, is, uh, uh, conventional in, like, certain situations, like a funeral. Like, somebody, like, there's some, yeah. there's that one person who's, like, laughing at the absurdity of the situation, like, my yeah. fucking so-and-so is dead, you know, yeah. like, and, and just, and like. And that can also be, like, really dramatic to watch. Right. Of, uh, someone laughing when they're yeah. not supposed to. Yeah, well, I'm like, very uncomfortable. Weird, like, yeah, those weird things that don't belong. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm leaning forward now. Um, I guess, like, a, a, a question that, like, a, kind of on this same subject and kind of related to the anecdote that you told, but given, like, the how we're looking at comedy in our current, like, cultural climate, like, how has the word funny changed over time? Is it changing? Does it... I think, Matter, pe- yeah, I think people just, like, don't want to laugh at, like, misfortunate people as much. Um, yeah, uh, like, people don't want to watch hate speech. Like, I went to a doctor, and then yeah. uh, somehow, I, I don't know why I told him, like, oh, yeah, I, d- I do comedy, and uh, he's like, oh, that must be hard. You can't say anything these days. Yeah. It's like, oh, my doctor said this. Yeah. And uh, so I was like... Uh, I think you can. You can talk about race and stuff. You just, like, can't say, have hate speech. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but you still be able to laugh at anything. Yes. <laughs> Let me take a temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all, this doctor also... Call for me. This doctor also was like, okay, now it's time for me to check your nuts. <laughs> and he also said pee-pee. He's like, no, your pee-pee's fine. Like, my what? dick. Not my piss. My dick. <laughs> your pee pee is fine. Yeah. Have you had this doctor since like was this your pediatrician no, or something? Uh, it was just like a checkup because I got health insurance and uh he's like, Why are you here? You're healthy. I'm like, I don't know, I just haven't had a physical like in over ten years and he's like, Okay, what are you doing this to make your mom happy? <laughs> Oh, and Levi, speaking of some nuts, we've got some nuts outside the door right now. Hey! Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. Funhouse. Join us for Funhouse 5, the latest iteration of the Funhouse family's flagship theater show, featuring a selection of short plays by local writers that explore the shifting cultural landscape of the Pacific Northwest. Funhouse 5 runs Thursday through Saturday, September 19th through the 28th at Annex Theater in Capitol Hill. Follow the Funhouse family on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FunhouseFam for ticketing information and updates. Now, back to the show. 
Oh, oh. and Levi, speaking of some nuts, we've got some nuts outside the door right now. Hey! hey. Oh, hey. hey. This is Greg, Greg and Linda. Yes. It's so good. Like, you guys are back from California. Yeah, we came back about probably like, I don't know. It's been like a while. Ten months ago? Yeah, it's something been a like long that. while. This is Levi. This Hi. is Greg. Hi. This is Linda. Hello. And I don't know who you are. Hi. Who are you? Hi, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Ashley. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Can I get your name? Uh, I'm Brian. Brian. Levi. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Hey. I'm from Renton. Nice. Oh, that's nearby. Yeah, yeah that's that a little nearby. south of yeah. here. Yeah. And I just uh, made some new friends. Made yeah. a friend yeah. with uh, Greg and Linda here. Yeah. yeah. Getting sucked into that uh, uh, storyline. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Linda. you know, what, you know, we're. You never know who you're going to Me and Linda be. were yeah. sitting there mm -hmm. arguing over a pizza pizza. Oh, that's right, they were. And then out of oh, nowhere, Ashley just comes up. And just starts talking to us, and you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it just, you know, it worked out. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I came over because I have to defuse the situation. I mean, you can't be fighting over a piece of pizza. She brought another pizza. I did. Oh, She's I did. a gem. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. I was mean, very nice. You know, I see things. And yeah. I, and I, oh, yeah? I, yeah, I kind of like read the room in a sense. So yeah. I saw that they were upset, and I was like, you know what, it always makes, makes me feel better is food. Food. So how do you two, how do you all know each other? How, well, how do you all meet? Well, I, I work at Costco. Oh, they okay, were, nice, they, nice. They were there. Oh, uh, Ren in Renton then? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, well, nice. no, oh, in Issaquah. Oh, yeah, Issaquah. I literally, okay, I literally okay. just told this story. Wait, we were <laughs> arguing at the table at the Costco. Oh, okay. Oh, pizza. I didn't make connection. Oh, so you work at the oh the yeah. Costco yeah, yeah, yeah. pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the last one across the finish line. Where is the cashier at Costco? Yeah, I met these two lovely, lovely folks there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah so great, yeah. you know, and and super great. I mean, I'm I'm really outgoing. Yeah. And they and they were really upset. Mm -hmm. So it was really easy to come over there with just a cheese slice and boom. These two are always getting into it. We are not. What are you talking about? We're better now. We are. We are Since I've been around them, it's like peaches. Oh. I think maybe you add a positive, uh, you have a positive impact on that. I'm leading my best life. Yeah. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And I'm making new friends. You know how hard it is to make friends in your 40s? Uh, no, I'm not 40, oh, but well, is, is it hard? I am over 40, and it is hard to make friends. It is tough. The you stories she dating. has told me. Dating at 40 is even worse, but, you know, I'm happy, I'm happy to Greg and Linda. What, what, makes, what makes it so hard? Uh, the, amount, <laughs> the amount of baggage that you have to wade yeah, through. Yeah. The amount of baggage you have to wade through with all of this. And if you hit him, well, okay, so I'm heterosexual. <laughs> so if you hit a man at a, his midlife crisis, forget about it. I mean, it's not even worth. It's not even worth my you, time. Do you have a personal story? Like, is there? Did this happen recently? Oh, oh. Or you, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to dominate the conversation, but I'll oh, no, go. That's fine. I'll I, go. I don't know you very well. Oh, it's a really good you. story. It scared me real oh, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's like, good. Levi, it was quiet for a while. Can you stick around for a story for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yes, this, okay. This sort of slice of life <laughs> out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, slice of pizza life. There we go, there's that the connection. Bad. There you go. Brad, yeah. you are Jokes. so excited. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm on the apps, you know, because it's hard to meet people. So which, I'm on, which apps? Um, which I was on OkCupid. Oh, okay. On the apps. Nice. And, I, and I, uh, I'm messaging, messaging this guy, you know, and he's, and he, 
Uh, he tells me like this really tragic story. Mm-hmm. This really tragic story about how he uh, found his ex girlfriend uh, uh, not breathing in Whoa. his apartment or something, and I guess she tried to do something. Always with the drama. It's it's it was drama, and yeah. and and he he emails me this whole thing. So I was like, tell me a story. I want I want some real honesty. And he yeah. tells me all this, and I don't respond back to him. You ghosted him? No, 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 no. I did. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. I didn't ghost him. I just got busy, and it's okay, Cupid. And I was like trying to think of like, oh, how do I respond to this? This guy just like poured out all his stuff yeah. on online. And because I don't respond to him, he emails me back like three days later, chastising me wow. for being a horrid person. Wow. Because he is like, oh, you know, I poured my heart and soul out to you and you can't even respond. So I email back to him yeah, what I did. find yeah, you did. the most. Yeah, this you is what did. scared I, Ray. It was yeah, a great spot. I love this part. I, I, see, okay, I see you got the email pulled up on your phone. I, yeah. <laughs> let's let's okay, read through so the email. This is what I said. <laughs> what did you say? I said... Uh, we'll we'll call him David because that Dave, was his name. David. And I said, David, <laughs> did you not consider for just a minute that yeah. perhaps I am not on OK Cupid twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, reading your email, and then you sending me this heartfelt message that I would just all of a sudden just run away. No, I actually was thinking about what I could say to you and be thoughtful about it. But no, you come back to me and chastise me without even knowing who I am, what's going on in my life, how Costco is busy, how busy my schedule is. And I said, how dare you? You know what? If you can't even give me the benefit of the doubt within the first few minutes of meeting me, why don't you continue hating me and thinking bad thoughts of me? Because you're going to anyway. I don't care. You can think I'm a loser. It means nothing to me. And and, and all of of that was said in emojis. That's incredible. I know. I know. He (laughs) That's what freaks me out. He understood. How do do people read the emojis? They're just little tiny pictures. Well, Greg, do you have a phone? No, I have a cat. (laughs) Well, I have multiple cats. But, you know, they're not very good messengers. You can't put a little cat emoji on a cat and then expect it to, you know, get to another cat. Wait, so you're printing out emojis, taping them to your cat? I mean, (laughs) all right, look. We ran out of ink. Now, once once you get... Okay, so once... Okay, hold on. Hold on. So once you get, like, 15 cats... In like a really tiny room, like with yourself, of course, because it's all you can afford because it's Linda's basement. There's also a smell. There's 15 cats. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you start getting inventive. So, you know, I borrowed, I borrowed Linda's printer and I printed out a bunch of emojis. And, you know, I want to try and talk to my friends. So I just like let my cats out. But did they drop them off? No. I'm still out of ink. They didn't. But they look really adorable. I was just gonna say, I'm just gonna say, they look really cute. Adorable. I mean, that's what. At one point, I put a little pimp emoji on one of my cat's heads so mm-hmm. I can call him shithead. <laughs> you a pimp? Okay. It's adorable. Poop. A poop. Oh, a poop. Not a poop. Oh, Wait, no, is there a pimp emoji? No, is it the little purple guy? Yeah, it needs to be one. Um, that's great. That's clever. It's too bad that your cats aren't carrier pigeons, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give them ideas. Linda, Maybe I should get some carrier pigeons. Linda, let's go over to you. How are your kids? Oh, they're, they're fine. You, they're fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're fine. We've been road tripping, you know? They're, yeah. So they're just kind of... 
around. They've stopped throwing rocks. Like, That's what is great. That? Yeah. That's great. How'd yeah. you get them to stop throwing rocks? Yeah. Well, I forgot. Just throw rocks at them? Me, but I forgot. I, uh, I think what happened was, see, we went on this road trip, and I've been a little more lenient. You know, I got the... The fun in the sun, uh-huh, got a little uh-huh. tan. You guys were in California. Burn. We did, we did go to California. California. Yeah, it was, that was so much fun. We got to go to the OC, the... where they filmed the show. Right? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. We, we went on I-5, and then we took the 101, and then after that, we, we had to take like the 97 up like a really big hill. It was, <laughs> it was, I was getting scared. You can ask Linda. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I was crying. He was. Where, where were your cats when you were so sensitive? The Linda, Linda's kids were watching them, mm-hmm. which I didn't trust. But you know, once you get drunk every day, <laughs> <laughs> nothing really matters. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? High fives. <laughs> you high fived yourself. What was your favorite part of the OC? Yeah. Which part of the OC? What was your favorite, favorite part? part oh, probably like episode five yeah. of season three is no. probably my favorite part of the OC. <laughs> no, no, like the real. I've been, yeah, the trip. The real oh. OC. Oh, no, I mean, it was all good. It was orange. Mm-hmm. Very it was orange. a county. It, yes. Yeah. It was a whole county. Do you remember Phil? Oh, I, yes. Oh, my God. So we are driving down the street one mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. I have a guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay, imagine that I got mm-hmm. a guitar. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy on the side of the road also with a guitar. No. Mm-hmm. I know. So we pull over. I get out. I say, hey, I like your guitar. And then he just starts yelling at me. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I pull my guitar out because I'm like, fuck music with music. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I start playing it. Yeah. And it turns out this guy's name is Philip, And then he just ran off. Super nice guy, though. That was a, it was a great part of our Super, trip, I think. Oh. Yeah. One of my faves. Yeah. Oh, Phil. A scene they neglected to show on the OC. Mm. But you got to experience the real OC. Yeah. Philip. Indeed. Yeah. Phil. The real OC was Phil. So did you guys ever end up figuring out the whole OC box set thing? Because I think that was like, that was a whole thing in season one. Oh, you guys watched Mm -hmm. it. You finally watched the OC. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. It was one box set, Mm -hmm. two boxes of wine. I have to admit, I've never seen an episode. I'm sorry. <gasps> I'm sorry. But you know what? We could binge what? watch it. You have to come over. We, yeah, I'm mean, going to have to come over. Are there any have- sales at Costco for boxed wine? Uh, yes. All right. Like- <laughs> we can use my You got to hook me up. I can use my employee discount. If there's no Francesca, I'm going to freak out. No, no, no. There will be. There, there will should be. be. Also, we should probably watch it at Linda's place because mine got, kind of has a little funk. Oh, yeah, right. Have you, been, have you been to their house? I have not been yet. Okay. I've not been yet. Have 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 you two been to the house since you left? We mostly hang out at Costco. Yeah. And the van. Wow. I mean, it's just more fun. You we're know? just we're living our lives. Yeah. Just, yeah. So, it's like Cindy yeah, like Lauper once said, just just fucking do it, what? you know? Oh, but what about yeah. like your cats and your kids and your They're fine. husband? They're fine. All right. I mean, I'm pretty sure the kids are watching my cats. Yeah. I, when we left, You're I pretty like, sure? I had like a 20-pound bag of cat food. I'm pretty sure they broke open that, and they're eating a lot. Cats are little, they're little warriors, you know? They'll break out. They'll we got a little thing. catnip at uh, Costco. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, man. My cats would freak out to the point where I have to lock myself in the bedroom. <laughs> Some that would be what we want. Can't just sort of make cats just like 
Super chill. Oh, yeah. no, my, I got my cats for, like, you know, for, like, guard cats. You know, some people have guard dogs. Uh-huh. Like, you know, dogs kind of freak me out. It yeah. seems like you keep trying to use your cats for things you don't use cats for, like, <coughs> communicating or guarding or... Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm inventing that's, but that's stuff. That's a limited view. You gotta. I'm just, I, I am open up your. That's what Frank is a creative soul here. His cats are his hobby. Yeah. yeah. Guard cats, huh? Yeah. yeah I guess I'm wondering what what else you kind of try to trick your cats how to do. I caught one of my cats with meth one time. That was a bad time whoa. for Mr. Puddles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whew. What was you guys at, Mr. Puddles? Mr. Puddles. Mr. Puddles. He was. Puddles. He had bad meth. Oh my god! Real bad. Like, so I had to go to the dealer and be like, "Why are you giving bad meth to my cat?" Wait, so eat bad meth like it didn't work well. Anymore. Like it was terrible. Yeah, like, yeah. How do you know the difference high. between good and bad like, meth, Mr. Greg? Mr. Puddles can't get high off this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's meth. for his anxiety. You know, so like he has to smoke the meth to calm down. <laughs> and then I put thumbs on him, or you know, try to put thumbs on him, but you know, cats don't have thumbs. They just can't really take things apart. They're emoji thumbs. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Wait, that's try right. And do Bring that. it back. Bring it back. Yeah. You know, I told you that in confidence. I, I just, I, if you replace the ink, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be such a problem for now me. Now don't bicker. I don't have any pizza. Wait, what? Too many hot dogs. Oh, you didn't bring any pizza? No. No. Oh, is this like no a thing from Costco? Wait, this is like their catnip almost. Pizza is almost like their catnip. Well, I, 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 I didn't expect to have to feed you two. I mean, because I they were that was like the they, they should this know. Is, this is our friendship. Greg, you, that vein in your forehead's pulsing. It's because of my friendship bracelet tightening on my wrist right now. <laughs> From the anger. It's almost like your friendship is being tested right now. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. That vein is really pulsating. Mm-hmm. I've never seen you like this, Greg. No one has, except for the cats. <laughs> All right, maybe let's take some deep breaths. What would calm you down? What would calm you down, Greg? Greg, think of the pizza. I'm, I'm not seeing this side of you before, and it's slightly disturbing. <sighs> Guys, I am sorry about that. <laughs> God, I love Slice of Life. <laughs> this is beautiful. Um, Ashley, you were saying you're an intuitive person, and you can uh, read people based on what they get order at Costco. Yeah, yeah, I was saying that uh, 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 earlier. Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it's quite fascinating uh, how right I am most of the time, too. But like, uh, but it's really important to understand the distinction, because I... You You're know, a psychic. I'm, no, I'm not a psychic. I'm not psychic. You're just I, intuitive. I'm very intuitive. But, you know, I've got friendly relationships with a lot of my customers. They, they know me. But, so, you know, like if I see... Because, you know, there's there's always the the normal, boring, mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill... Pretzels, nuclear, dress shirt. Describing the families. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, the, the products are interesting Pretzels, to me. Yeah, dress shirt. Well, cheese puffs and, you know, yeah. 25 rolls of toilet paper. Pretzels and dress shirt. Press, what? Pretzels, dress, and- dress shirt. Like, what you order at Costco. <laughs> Just kidding. So say... say, say Let's really hypothetically someone who got pretzels and a dress shirt. I'm like, what would you think about that? Is that like, what you would get? Like, oh, <laughs> what you, would I think about? You think they would be like really tall and muscular, or like? No, definitely say single and oh. uh, uh, unhealthy. Oh. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> what. What, what do you usually get at Costco? 
Me? Yeah. Pre- pressed cat dress shirts. <laughs> You get Pre- pressed cat dress shirts? I, I, I got pretzels. I didn't know they sold those. Cats. I didn't know they had cat dress shirts. Do they fit Pre- cats pre- or are they like dress a dress shirt shirts. with cats on them? I get pretzels and dress shirts. What's the weirdest thing you've seen someone purchase in Costco? Like, what, like the, like just anything. And don't think about me or Linda. No. I'm yeah, 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 out yeah. of It's okay. not about you. Don't talk about it. The weirdest thing I've seen someone. Yeah. So. The obvious thing would be like enemas or condoms or you know that would be like condoms are weird. <laughs> Why are condoms like, con- weird? Wait, are you saying what's the weirdest thing? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say like that's an yeah. obvious answer, but you yeah. just said condoms are weird. Yeah. Why I mean, are condoms weird? I would honestly kind of, I would agree with that. Wait, why? Wait. They're weird little balloons you can't even blow up or give to anybody. I mean, a fucking human penis is weird. That's weird. Thank you. <laughs> a human penis is. If you what does this have to do with a human penis? We're talking because about you put a condom on a Jesus fuck. <laughs> you put a condom on a Jesus fuck? No, no, on a penis. No. On a, well, you should. I interrupted myself because I was frustrated. Now my vein is pulsating, and now I want fucking pizza. Okay, go to your happy place. Okay, what is it? Gonna go to that happy place. Yeah. What you're gonna think of? It's like some mm. ASMR. It's just gonna be us high fiving like fifty times in a row. And then I walk away. I'm thinking it. How are you feeling now? A little better. That's good. Um, so back to so the, we weird. All, the, <laughs> the weirdest thing. Yeah. I would say uh, motor oil. Uh. Mason jars. Shampoo. Like lots of shampoo. And batteries. And that was it. Mm, what could you intuit from this person that bought? Survivalist. Mm. Were they with like two little daughters or... Alone? No, it was a man, white man, with a beard, very long beard, looked like he hadn't bathed in like four or five days, um, wearing camouflage, steel toe boots, and dark sunglasses, and about 6'3", and uh, ate the, the, probably the worst thing you can eat at Costco. Is the um, that chicken? Oh, no. Chicken bank. Oh, the no. chicken bank. Wait, that's the worst thing. I love those. Those are delicious. Are you a survivalist? Yeah, I feel like I'm mainly surviving most days. <laughs> I'm never really truly comfortable. I'm always, my my shoulders are already is always hunched up. You, really got, tense. you have to you have to start eating the parfaits. Get lighter. Yeah. In your life. Get a little lighter. Yeah. Yeah, it's some happiness. This is, this is quite an, a, 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 a journey, quite a, a slice of life. It's very, uh, you know, well, okay, let's do, let's, let's, let's turn the tables a little bit. Sure. If you wanted, if you went to Costco right now and bought something, what would you buy? Oh, I, well, trail mix. Okay. Is the first thing I would buy. Trail right. mix, eggs. This feels like a camp game. <laughs> I Hatch brought a basket. Browns. I brought a basket. Uh, uh, what are those? De- decorative pillows. Mm-hmm. Uh, a journal book. Mm. A raincoat. Mm-hmm. And Caesar salad. Okay. Wow. The raincoat is really glaring. I feel like that's just such a, and like that feels that stands out to me. What do you all think? It rains in Seattle. Let's. What, what was this person like? What's Ashley What's like? Story? Based oh, off, of, yeah, based off 
for these purchases. It sounds like you really like brunch. You're making a, a big old oh brunch. Oh my gosh! You're going Linda. out in the rain. Linda! You gotta put it on the grill. It's a fancy brunch. Linda! Yeah. Do you need a job? Why? Why? I could take a job. You should work at Costco. You think? You think I'd be okay? You would be an amazing cashier. Oh, okay. You would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, I'll consider it. Like, I, I, I feel like. I'm looking for a light. You change. know, I, well, okay, so I'm still very concerned. And I said this in season one about your children, right? What about them? They're I'm fine. just worried about like, I'm a teacher. I worry about kids. You're a mom. You're not, you don't seem so concerned about Because them. they're fine. Where are your children right now? At home. You probably, sure about that? Probably. Probably. You should believe the mom. They you always believe the mom. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want to say, I haven't met your children before, but there are two children what? outside oh my God. playing with a cat. Uh, Did they fucking take my cat from my fucking apartment? Oh, they do that. Oh, no. Those oh, little fucking shit. No, 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 Mr. Puddles is long gone. He moved in with the drug dealer. Oh, 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 You're breaking shit in the studio. <laughs> Sorry, I'm no. getting really upset. Did, did, did you know that these, your, are these your children? Come yeah, out here and look out here. Oh, oh, my gosh. Shit, yeah, yeah, there they are. There they are. They followed there you. There they are. I'm gonna meet what your kids. Okay. I'm gonna meet them. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna meet them. And they bring the cat in, all right. Let's bring them up because the they're your responsibility. Oh, yeah, okay. You are correct. We good with children in the room? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, happening. I'm not, I'm not oh, okay with the children in the room. Okay, okay. Hey. Why are you it's hanging fun. out with Greg again? Mommy, mommy needs some downtime. Mommy, mom, did you we know? We brought one of Greg's cats. Oh, oh. Yeah. What? What? What is? What is? What is? What is? What is? What is Cody doing out here, bud? Mommy, we think Greg is the devil, and so we took his cat, and we're gonna perform an exorcism on Greg. Why am I the devil? We're gonna perform an exorcism on your. Fucking cat, Greg. Oh, you oh. shut your dirty mouth, you little shit. Your veins doing that dumb pulsating thing again. You look like a Where's stupid mine? idiot. You look like a Where's stupid idiot. Mine? Let's oh, all calm um, down. I'm really, nope. I'm really concerned about the tension in the room. Oh my, is that is that cat talking? That, yep, that's my cat, Cody. Yep. Is that, oh. It's one of your dumb guard cats. You're a dumb guard cat. Are you, uh, can can you take this poop emoji off my oh. forehead, please? I'm sorry. It was funny. No, leave it on. It's funny. I'm gonna leave you on, you little son of a bitch. Was like, it even not that to you, Linda? Well, that was not what I meant. I, well. a poop emoji is funny. Um, it's it's very humiliating. I, well, I'll take it off. <laughs> oh, there you go, Cody. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ashley, are you are okay over there? You seem to be uh, pressed up against the wall. You seem a little uncomfortable. I forgot to tell everyone that I'm allergic to cats. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah, you know, it's okay. Just just whatever you do, just don't let that cat come near near me. Just oh, whatever you do. Cody's, yeah. uh, well, it seems like Cody can understand that because Cody can speak. Bobby, pick up the cat. Pick up the cat. Um, pick up the cat. That's uh, so heavy. Yes, you build um, your muscles. I'll help you out, Bobby. Hit, hit. It's there only you 75 go. pounds. You can lift 75 pounds. Yeah. 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 We got Cody. We got Cody. We're holding right. teamwork. Right. Makes the dream fine. work. Oh, okay. 
Okay, should we should we carry the cat outside? Yes. Please. Is that is that what we should do? Yes, okay, please. okay, good boys. Thank All right. You. Thank you so yep. much. Yeah, we'll carry really it outside. Appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. But come back inside later, Cody. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Bye, Cody. Have fun at the house. I love you. He loved Whew. me too. I knew that. That was a lot. The devil's in that cat, Greg. The devil's in you, little fucking shit. <laughs> Bob, you gonna let your fucking boyfriend talk to me like that? She is not my boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, well, hold no, on. I am not her boyfriend. You know what I? You you know what I mean? Greg, do you know what you mean? I think so. All right, mommy. Yeah, I'm Bobby. scared. This is weird. Levi, you, you're, I see you're in the corner of there jotting notes down. Are you? Yeah, this is a beautiful play. Uh, you know, uh, I, I love seeing different walks of life come together. Mimi, this is so weird. You know what, you guys? I just forgot. I have some pretzels with peanut butter in them in my purse. Nice. And I, it, everyone just seems yeah. hungry. Everyone just seems really angry. I am right hungry now. for revenge against that little shit. Here, here, just have some peanut butter pretzels. Ow. Peanut Ashley, butter pretzels. Ashley, did you bring any wine? Did you bring any of the wine from Costco? Uh, mama needs a juice. You're right, you're right. <laughs> That's my son over there. You know, I do actually have a little travel container. Ooh. Don't enable her. Um, <laughs> I think your mom needs a little uh, adult. Mommy needs a juice break. A juice break. Yeah, juice, juice break. break. Yeah. What about me? We need adults. You. We, we, want, we want funny juice, Mimi. We want the funny juice. <laughs> we want to turn into devil and get exorcism. Okay, also, once again, why am I the devil? I do not get this. You guys are throwing shit at You got head. a talking cat. You made that cat talk with the guard. No, I taught it by reading at the dictionary every single day. As everybody does to their... No one reads the dictionary to their cats. Okay, you know what? I'm weird, man. I'm telling you, Greg is a creative soul, you guys. He's amazing. I'm inventing a cat army. I just don't really want the kids drinking. That's my only thing. No, there's... Shut up! <laughs> you don't talk to us man like that! Let us drink, Mimi. <laughs> let don't let them drink, Mommy. I mean, Linda, don't let them drink, Linda. Let us come into God and Satan's hands, Mommy, and feel the presence. Bobby, Bobby. Let's just speak real softly to mommy. What are they saying? I can't hear them. I can't hear mommy, them. Mommy, They do this a lot. Why are they doing it? They kind of mumble, you know. You Give just, me the juice. Drink enough juice, you tune it out. Well, here. I got oh, two Lord. straws. Yes. Here's your juice box. Thank you. Thank you. I'll get a juice box. You get a juice box. Oh, juice yes. box. I love yes. you. Mm. Uh, Levi here. This is the poetry of the proletariat. What? <laughs> this is uh, the poetry. Who is this working. guy? You working are saying man. so many big words. Uh, um, I'm going to go back in the corner and write in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think we should probably let the kids go. <laughs> yeah, we should let them go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take care of Run pets. around. Enjoy the outdoors. Well, we'll it's a gorgeous day. Watch yes. Nickelodeon. Ooh, all good things. Well, 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 yeah, we'll finish up quickly. Uh, Bobby and uh, what, what was what was the other guy's name? Pisshead. <laughs> That's not my name. My name is Max. 
Uh, but you're pisshead to me. You want to take this I, outside, Bobby? Because I love piss. No, I swear I love piss. Don't hurt me. <laughs> oh, uh, get, get, get over here. Boy, I'm going to feed you to Cody. Life. There's Cody. Cody's no, right outside. Cody, We're going to open up the door again. and Cody's going to come right out. Why did you see the devil? Because uh, you're yelling at my you. kids. No, I'm not yelling. Everybody get out. Get him, Cody. What the fuck? No. Fun my name is Levi Friedman. Uh, you can find some videos and comics I've done on LeviFriedman.xyz. And you can come see Funhouse 5. I have a play in it. That will be fun. <laughs> Hi, my name is Yolanda Suarez, and I played Ashley Spears and Cody the Cat. You can find me at The Moth. I'm the co-producer there at www.themoth.org. And also like my improv group, Captain, on Facebook. Hi, I'm Zoe Schwartz, and I played Linda. Yeah. Hi, my name is Ian Walter, and I played Greg. I just want to say Safeway has really good food, and I hope they give me free food. <laughs> Probably won't happen. <laughs> Thank you, Victoria Felix, for reminding us to touch our buttholes at the top of the show. Join us next week as I talk to Chris Holsizer, a visual artist in the Seattle area. Then later we're interrupted by Darth and Virginia Stalwart II. And folks, you only have three more opportunities to see Funhouse 5 at Annex Theater in Capitol Hill. Please, we'd love to see you come out to the show. Our theme music was composed by Alex Place. Our logo was designed by Alex Vincini. Our audio technician for this episode was Will Paulson. Our communications manager is Maureen Armstrong. Our film and media manager is Robert Bajorquez. And our artistic manager is Jake Ferg. If you like what you heard, help us out by subscribing and leaving us a review. Find us at FunhouseFam.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at FunhouseFam, where you can get all the updates for everything Funhouse events, auditions, opportunities, and script submissions. Join us, and I hope to see you at Funhouse 5. Good night. Fish Media.